0: Welcome to episode 76 of Two Larrys and a Mike. I'm Larry Dowdy.
1: Larry Bly over here on know, microphone who, number who two. What is Mike doing? Mike, Mike? Up, some some unknown reason, has taken up the castanets. You can hear him working the castanets right now in the background. Can you hear him? Right here? <laughs> uh, I think he's he's going to start an all castanet band. Can't wait to hear that. He hopes that it clicks with the audience. (laughs) He says, you know, they're biblical because it says castanets upon the water. (laughs) That's what it says. (laughs) Casting that's upon the water. Okay. Oh, by the way, Larry, I just got a little chill in the air. You notice that? I, I noticed that. got like uh, a little nip. Uh, a little nip. I woke up this morning with a little frost on my pumpkin. Oh, I, <laughs> How about you? <laughs> Hate it when that happens. Oh, I know. It's terrible. What are we talking about?
0: Today? Oh, we are talking about songs with titles ah. not oh. in the lyrics. Ah, Okay. And this was a real challenge for me, because you know how well I listen to lyrics. Mm -hmm. So, we'll get to that in just a moment. There you go. You ready to dive in some birthdays? Yep, let's do it. All right. Happy birthday wishes to Lulu. A woman with only one name. Lulu. 75. Mm. Adam Ant turned 69
1: Who cares? (laughs) November 4. Rapper and producer Sean Combs turns 54. Singer Harry... Elston of Friends of Distinction is 85, and singer Delbert McClinton is 83. Hard Garfunkel turned 82. Well, oh, see, it's not so. Uh, it's, it's, it is. It's so, it's so, it's so.
0: Uh, Brian Adams turned 64. Peter Noon of Herman's Hermits. 76.
1: Peter yeah. Noon. He's on the Sirius XM channel on Saturdays, I think it is. By the way, I, I was listening to them this morning on the oh, way in. Yeah. And they played uh, The Lord Must L- Be in New York City by Harry Nelson. Yeah. What a pretty song that is. It is a pretty song. I never played yeah. it on the radio now, ever. Not one time. Did you know it was written and mm-hmm. produced for uh, Midnight Cowboy, the movie? However,. It was never used. So huh. he just released it as a single and it became a hit record for I don't know how big a record it was, but what wow. a great song by Harry Nilsson Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I haven't heard that in a long time. Joni Mitchell's eighty. Wow, Lord is twenty-seven. Well, I would think that Lord would be as well. Old as you would
0: think you would think <laughs> much much that.
1: older than Johnny Mitchell. <laughs> Chucky's in love. Ricky Lee Jones, sixty-nine, country singer. Lauren Elena, uh-huh. twenty-nine. Nick Lachey of ninety-eight
0: degrees and reality TV show fame is fifty. Singer Miranda Lambert
1: turns. 40, Donna Fargo eighty two. Hmm, my heavens! Keyboardist uh, Jim Paterick, I guess, yep. and, of the uh, Ides of March, mm-hmm. formerly Survivor. He's seventy three years old. Singer keyboardist Paul Calcell of the Cal's. You remember the Cal's? I remember the Cal's. They so used family. to play to the Cal's. <laughs> came home, singer Marshall Crenshaw
0: seventy. Have I just been setting you up for all these great lines? Uh, <laughs> Neil
1: Young turning seventy eight. Brian Hyland uh, eighty. And the uh, singer Brian hadland do that famous song kissed by a seal i think he did no yeah. no <laughs> sealed with a kiss Stephen bishop you know he fooled around and fell in love i, did I you heard about that heard 72 about that. years old yeah. singer Petula clark or petula is petula. 91 well that's the way. actually that's the way they pronounce it in english well that's you know? true I, I i didn't think about that and patula clark or pat clark uh, actually, was uh, she was a host of Ready, Steady, Go for a long time.
2: Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. she was.
1: Yeah. Gave her a good job. Something to do besides sing.
0: And- uh-huh. All right, you ready for a little musical history? No. Uh, well, let's do it anyway. Oh, okay. Uh, back in 1970, mm-hmm. November 4th, 1970, Chicago released, does anybody really know what time it is, with Listen as the B-side? Time was written and sung by Robert Lamb it's on their 69 debut album Chicago Transit Authority it was actually their third top 10 single
1: after make me smile and 25 or 6 to four. I'm gonna have a little podcast news about Chicago in just a little while and I know that wait. You'll On Tinder hooks about it. (laughs) The Allman Brothers Band released their debut album, The Allman Brothers Band, because they couldn't think of anything else to call it. November 4, 1969. It was
0: a good start. Elton John releasing Mad Men. Across the Water, which great album to mm-hmm. this day,
1: yeah. uh, November fifth, 1971. Bruce Springsteen went to number one on the U.S. album chart with Tunnel of Love. That was great album. November 7, 1987 was. 52 years ago, by the way, uh, Led Zeppelin released an album, Led Zeppelin 4, because they couldn't think of anything else to call it. Well,
0: there you go. What do you, I mean, what, what do you call 4 after 3? I don't
1: know. Okay. 6. 6.
0: <laughs> Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers released their debut album, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Mm. November 9th, 1976. It's hard to believe he's been dead for quite a few years. I know, I He's like Tom Petty.
1: Eagles released Hell Freezes Over, November 8, 1984, 1994. I'll get it right here in a minute, folks. <laughs> Billy Joel releasing his breakthrough album, Piano
0: Man, on November 9, 1973. And I guess was after that, it was all Billy Joel history, right?
1: Everything's still making it after all these years. Really... So, uh, Moody Blues released uh, Days of Future Past, another terrific album, in 67. Mmm-hmm.
0: Modely Crew releasing their debut album, Too Fast for Love love you know they could have just called it motley crew everybody else did
1: i've never played motley crew i've never played a motley crew song in my life i don't think maybe i I should start well there you go monkeys (laughs) debut album started at a 13-week run at number one the u.s album's charts in 1966 that's just when i was old Lair was just breaking into the radio there you go one of my favorite albums because of who can it be now oh yeah
0: Minute at work guess, uh, started a 15 week run at number one on the u.s album chart with their debut album business as usual that was november 13th 1982 and one more that i just saw this morning i've got to add because it was just a great song john lennon scored you ready for this His only U.S. number one single with... Imagine. Nope. Whatever Gets You Through the Night. Oh, okay. With Elton John. 1974, November 16th,
1: 1974. Uh Podcast news. Oh, boy. I'm ready. Podcast news. I'm ready. I hear there's all types. You got it in front of you.
0: Beatles dethroning Taylor Swift with their song, Then and Now. On Spotify,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, there were 12 million viewers to the video after one day. Amazing. No kidding. Did you like the song? Did you listen to it? Yeah, I did. I liked it. Okay, I, I, I like. liked the song. Sammy Oakey's going to defriend me here. But it, I didn't think it was that good. Oh, okay. It sounded like a Lennon song. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it sounded good, yeah. but it just sounded like a John Lennon song, which... You know, it was, but I don't know if it was up to the hype. There again, How
1: it was the last Beatles song. How could it be up to the hype? Well, that's true. You know, that's the problem, you know. You're working with a little group called The Beatles. Well, that, It's and, hard to top yourself. And,
0: of course, yeah, Lennon did his part. Uh, George Harrison had already laid down his guitar part. Yeah. McCartney and Ringo came in and added yeah. Drums and bass right. But um, it was the last Beatles song
1: Oh, get your tickets, REO Speedwagon And Rick Springfield Live <laughs> At Salem Civic Center coming up in March do you, think, do you think
0: we could go And we'd be the only ones To hoop it up when they guys speak to the sky <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably
1: i must have been the only person ever played it on the radio i said this is gonna be big folks so much for what i know
0: and jimmy buffett uh, who left us way too soon has a new album equal strain on all parts is out now wherever you listen to music uh, my gummy just kicked in. That is one of my favorite songs on the album. I know you sent it over
1: to me and thank you for that. I enjoyed listening.
0: <laughs> and, I, and it's on YouTube. Uh, that's uh, with Paul McCartney
1: isn't on guitar. Paul, isn't Paul McCartney like isn't like is he living in the studio now? <laughs> I think he Isn't is. he on everybody's album now? I, no, I think he's touring in Buenos Aires. No, I now. think he's on everybody's album. I heard yesterday that Dolly Parton Uh-huh. Has now done her first rock album. And I think it comes out, and guess, uh, well, it,
0: we're doing this on Thursday the 16th. It's out tomorrow.
1: And guess who's on it?
0: Um, Paul McCartney. McCartney.
1: Yeah. yeah Paul McCartney. Dolly and uh, Paul and Ringo are on, is it Let It Be? Of course, her husband, Dean, has always been a rock and roll fan. He doesn't think much of country music. <laughs> so he finally convinced her that she should yeah, do yeah. a rock. And I'm not sure that he should have. But anyway, listen, <laughs> well, I love her. At least she had fun doing I it. I love her, and she had a good time doing it, and who cares? Uh, there's you one.
0: One more song on that Jimmy Buffett album I wanted to point out, what is that? Uh, like my dog. Okay. And there's a duet on there with Jimmy and Lou Harris called Mozambique. Oh, okay. So uh, even even if you're well, of course the parrot heads aren't going to be disappointed, but if you're not a huge Jimmy Buffett fan, I think you're going to like it. It's kind of leaning country though. The Blue Cruise is back April 5th to the 10th of 2024 out of Miami on the Norwegian Pearl. Get this lineup. Justin Hayward of Moody Blues, Alan Parsons, Uriah Heep, wow. The Zombies, Starship, Little River Band, and Al Stewart. That's an interesting lineup. That is oh, an kind interesting of lineup. Porta Plata and Nassau. Yeah. Eric Clapton returning to France in 2024 to perform. Uh, you know, it's good to hear Eric Clapton back on the um, tour again. Show
1: me Justin. Oh, boy. Ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. all the ships at sea. <laughs> Imagine being able to see Chicago, the group, and Earth, Wind, and Fire on a single bill. They have just announced their Heart and Soul Tour Mm -hmm. in 2024. Each group will do a long set, followed by both bands on stage at the same time, together at the end of the show. It has to be a mighty big stage. The tour will include 30 cities, July through September of next year. You can check on tour dates and cities. Uh, at each of their websites. Well, I would love to go to oh, that concert. Oh, that would be good. I would mow down somebody to get over there <laughs> and get in there. Another one, it's back. Oh. Daryl's House on YouTube. You ever watch it? No. Never listen to it? No. Oh, man, no. it's so much fun. It's on YouTube. He does a little cooking once in a while, a lot of talk, lots of very well-mixed music uh-huh. featuring different artists each time. Some really great music. Recently, I watched one um, that was posted. CeeLo Green doing "I Can't Go For That," and oh, wow. wow, he does a great job on that. And by the, the musicians that he puts together in uh-huh. this thing, it's just unbelievable. So, and somebody they make it look like they just you know plop down the sure. microphone. <laughs> Somebody's doing a heck of a job of mixing this stuff. It uh-huh. is so well done. So, if you've never visited Daryl Hall's house, you're invited, and you'll have lots of fun. It's John Oates not able to go anymore? Or? Never mentioned John Oates. Oh, so. Well, there buried you go. In, Buried in the backyard, out behind the house somewhere, So <laughs> all I can tell you. I don't know. Anyway.
0: All right, you ready to get to uh, today's podcast? Oh, we're going to do that? <laughs> Only if you want to. Yeah, sure. Since we ahead. showed up. Yeah. All right, today we are talking about songs. Not just any song, but songs with titles that aren't in the lyrics. Kind of unusual, isn't it? Well, it uh, it shouldn't be if you listen to the lyrics, but being one who doesn't, yeah, it's quite challenging. Uh, we got this idea from uh, ultimateclassicrock.com mm-hmm. and um, I looked at their list. We've added a few from that didn't make the list when well, I couldn't can't explain why it didn't make the list, but I think one of the standouts is probably one of our favorites, The Who and Baba O'Reilly. One of the most famous of all. One of think. the most famous, but I don't think it was never released as a single, was it? Uh, I don't think so.
1: You know what? That's a, that's an
0: interesting question. We played the heck out of it oh, in yeah, ROV. Yeah. And I guess album stations played the heck out of it. So but don't I, don't,
1: I don't believe it was ever a well, single. I'm going to have to put our cracked... Uh, research team on that and see exactly <laughs> what the situation is on it. 69, there was a song called Badge, mm-hmm. which was by Cream. Yeah. Now that one did, was that released as a single, was that album also? A lot of these, been, by the way. Yeah, a lot of them are album are cuts. Albums. None of, Nobody's ever heard of. Yeah. Although you've heard of this one, The Ballad of John and Yoko by mm-hmm. the Beatles. Well, actually it wasn't by the Beatles, was it? No, it was just John, John and Yoko. John and Yoko. Yeah. <laughs> just like the title says. 1969 that one, Bohemian Rhapsody. The words Bohemian and Rhapsody were never uttered during Queen's 70s. You know, act. I had
0: to go back and listen to that. I'm going, No way. <laughs> yes,
1: of course. Of course. But it was fun to listen to again. Yeah. After the Gold Rush, uh, Neil Young in uh-huh. 1970. Uh-huh. But that was the name of the album, too, wasn't it? I sure it was. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. Okay. Uh,
0: Black Dog from
1: Led Zeppelin, uh, 1971. I didn't mention They mentioned black a white dog, dog and, <laughs> and also a spotted dog came up several times, but uh, not a black dog in 1971. A Day in the Life, the Beatles, that's one of the more famous ones where the yeah. words A Day in the Life yeah. were never mentioned during a 1967 breakout song from mm. that great album. Mm. What was that great album called? A
0: uh, Day in the Life. Uh, that's
1: sergeant pepper i believe it is okay yeah, absolutely it was i was just testing you boy <laughs> dire maker led zeppelin 1973 did anyone really understand that song no <laughs> <laughs> nothing about it made sense but that's all right it was a great song for what it's worth buffalo springfield 1966 great
0: those, song yeah man to this day that is just a great, first
1: time great i ever song. queued that up on a turntable i went oh my what is this we've never heard anything quite like it's such it. a short song yeah yeah.
0: Yeah. Hair of the Dog, Nazareth.
1: That bit you? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hair of the Dog, that bit you. That was uh, from 1975. Another Led Zeppelin song here. The Immigrant Song. Mm-hmm. That's a very loud song, too.
1: But a great one. As are most Led Zeppelin songs. Well, true. Inner City Blues, Make Me Wanna Holler. Uh, Marvin Gaye, 1971. That Mm -hmm. was a great album, Mm -hmm. too. I had a lot of, just a lot of hits on that particular album.
0: And again, we're looking at songs with titles that are not in the lyrics. And this is another one I had to go back and listen to. The Band and The Weight. I thought for sure, somewhere in there it was mentioned. Yeah, It's not. It's not. Okay. And I guess that would apply
1: to. Uh, didn't Aretha Franklin do that as well? She did. She, she did had a was? great yeah. version of it. Yeah, she yeah, really she did. did. Uh, Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. Well, you could fool me. Anything by the Goo, <laughs> Goo, Goo Goo Dolls, I don't know much about. That's a great song. Did you play it? <laughs> yes, I did. Was it a
0: single? Uh, it was. Oh, it was? Yeah. It really? Yeah, that know. was. Uh, Sympathy for the Devil, the Rolling Stones. You would think somewhere in there that song title was mentioned. There
1: were two of them uh, on. Uh, a Bob Dylan album. Mm-hmm. Subterranean Homesick Blues and yep. Rainy Day Women Number 12 and 35. I never could figure that out. I couldn't either. Everybody Must Get Stoned. Bob Dylan. Maybe
0: when he appears at the Berkland Center yeah. this month, maybe we'll, we'll get an answer to it.
1: No, I doubt it. No, seriously. That's, that's true. No, I doubt it seriously.
0: Uh, Space Oddity, David Bowie.
1: Ground Control to Major, Major Tom. Tom.
0: Yeah, no Major Tom is mentioned a gazillion times in no. the song, but never a space oddity.
1: Breakfast in America, Super Tramp. What a great album. And that mm-hmm. was also the name of the album, yep. too. Yep. One of my favorite albums in the world. John
0: Denver's Annie Song, It Is Never Mentioned. I guess uh, Annie knew it was her song, so <laughs> didn't didn't need to mention that. that um, right. One of my favorite songs of all time, "Land of a Thousand Dances." It lists a thousand dance. Well, I don't know if it, it lists a thousand, but nine hundred ninety-eight dances. That's true. But great song.
1: Number nine, "Dream." Mm-hmm. Number nine, "Dream."
0: John Lennon. That is a good one. And. You have come up with a few more that didn't make this list, or you've added to the list. Misty Mountain Hop
1: by Zeppelin. Remember that? A lot of Zeppelin songs here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Brain Damage by Pink Floyd. I don't remember that one no, at all. No, I
0: don't remember that.
1: Hymn Number Forty-Three by Jethro Tull. Now these are deep cuts.
0: Oh, those are very deep cuts.
1: New York Mining Disaster by the Bee Gees. It was never mentioned. Huh? It was the whole song was about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Another Dylan song, Positively 4th Street. (laughs) <laughs> that's all I got. It's well, good. I think we both found that even
0: on this uh, list, which uh, from Ultimate Classic Rock, they they actually had forty songs with titles not in the lyrics. Uh, a lot of them were deep cuts hmm. from the uh, from the albums. Yeah. So
1: got some Bob and Ray. You remember them? I remember them. Well, I love Bob and Ray. Once again, we've had
2: our scouts searching the railroad and bus
1: stations around the city for victims of misfortune who need. <laughs> A helping hand from our generous Bob and Ray organization. And our first hard luck story is that of Mr. Jerome Eberhoff of Cleveland, Ohio. (laughs) I understand, sir, you're trying to get to Switzerland to make the dream of a lifetime come true.
2: Yes. I've taken lessons for 20 years now from one of the top yodeling teachers in
1: Cleveland. (laughs) And I'm convinced I'm ready to make my public debut. But I can't do it till I get to Switzerland. Because yodeling concerts don't draw much of a crowd in Cleveland, is that it? Well, not that so much. You can't get a good echo there like you do in the Alps. You see, every place in Ohio is too flat. You know, you yodel, and that's it. Nothing comes back. Nothing comes back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I must be frustrating. Oh, you said it. But I'm sure I've got what it takes to do classical concerts on the Matterhorn, but I can't get there to use my great talent. Well, you've touched us all, sir, and to help you out... Giving you a fine mohair tuxedo with genuine satin lapels. Should be warm. <laughs> oh, that's nice, but satin lapels. I don't see how it gets me to Switzerland. Use it in good health. That's all, sir. <laughs> <laughs> they were always a lot of fun, you know. Oh, that's good. Well, that was uh, that bit came from uh, an NPR show they did. Oh, okay. At Carnegie Hall. Wow. It was actually recorded at Carnegie Hall and was done for NPR. Do you think that uh, you're ready for a pop quiz? Oh, um, I hope so. Mr. D, well, I've got the pop quiz popping right popper now. The poppers popping. Well, everyone knows stop. That's enough. <laughs> Everyone knows that actor John Stamos, you remember who that is? I remember
0: John Stamus. Comedian
1: yeah. yes. and actor. John Stamus has had a full career. Yes, he has. Starring on Full House on TV. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And doing Bye Bye Birdie on Broadway, which I didn't know. that. Uh, and acting forgotten that. on two different TV shows, uh, soap operas, General Hospital and ER. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't guess ER was a soap opera. It was just a regular show. Yeah, wasn't? it was just a nighttime. But did you know? Okay. No? That he was a drummer for a famous rock group. I happen to know the rock group. Oh. Beach Boys. Absolutely. Well, there went that. <laughs> no, it's it's good that you know it. John Stamus is a great drummer, so great that he often plays with and sometimes travels with the Beach Boys when he got nothing else to do hmm. and has for nearly 30 years on and off, he even played congas on their hit Kokomo. Wow, so it was actually on one of their wow. recordings.
0: That's yeah. something. How about that's that? That's interesting. That, that, that really. And I think his, his latest book is out as well. And I haven't haven't listened to that one. Hey, I've got a couple of pop quiz things. What's something that ninety percent of us can agree on? Oxygen. <laughs> well, that's important. We all yeah.
1: need oxygen. <laughs>
0: um, social media is nice, but we don't need as many as we have. Mm. Pringles can. Should yeah. be widened.
1: No, why is that? You're
0: well, trying to get your hand they, down in that thing?
1: They've made them to fit perfectly. Uh, well, it's been well engineered, Mr. D.
0: And though French fries are bad for us, yeah.
1: they taste amazing. Oh, they're fabulous. <laughs> I don't care what they say about McDonald's. They got the best fries <laughs> in the world. And they always will have.
0: Well, my pop quiz wasn't nearly as interesting as yours, but just a no, few I things thought, for I, you to throw out I there. I thought and, it was quite interesting. And think about. As a matter of
1: fact, I got a little air check from uh, the Morning Zoo. at the Three W's in uh, Pittsburgh. Morning. morning Zoo with Merlin and Dixon. This is Merlin Olson, and I'm holding something very beautiful.
0: Oh, Merlin. You can poke somebody's eye out with that.
1: And oh, traffic oh, in oh, Pittsburgh pretty oh. heavy this morning. 8.05 uh, uh,
0: on 3WS. A short announcement I have to make here. <clears throat> oh, okay. Tonight's mm-hmm. monthly meeting of the uh, Pittsburgh Pessimists Club has been canceled. Uh, the chairman just called and said he felt most of the members weren't going to come anyway, so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Say, well, is, is he still on the I line, we Gary? we do have a guy still there. Is he? Oh, really? Listen, since, since we got him holding on the line, mm-hmm. why don't we just find out what this Pessimists Club is, is all about. So Aye. let's say hello now to Mr. Norman Negative. Yes. Okay. Hello, Mr. Negative.
2: Hello. That's uh Nogativa. I agree
1: Right Well, Well how are you sir?
2: Oh, I, I'm i just fine now, mm-hmm. but uh, there's a history of heart disease and tumors in my family that goes way back. <laughs>
0: yeah, I see. Yeah,
2: yeah, just a matter of time, really. Uh, yes, and uh,
0: how long has the Pittsburgh Pessimist Club been around?
2: Oh, about ten years, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure we're going to fold any day now, you know, <laughs> assuming we're not all killed by the earthquake first. Oh,
0: <laughs> boy, you, you really are pessimists.
2: Uh, uh, thank you. Mm-hmm. I try, uh, yeah. but of course, it uh, never really does any good.
0: Oh, of course. So just what do you do at a Pessimist's Club meeting?
2: Yeah. Well, let's see. First, we pass around a little snack of course we never eat it because we're far too concerned about choking or or poison (laughs) right yeah Uh, yeah. then we fill our glasses half empty Uh, naturally Uh, and then of course they toast to each other's soon to be declining health I see (laughs) then what do you do yeah and then we make our predictions for the next uh, six months oh oh and what are they yeah Uh, well we feel pretty sure that there will be complete and total peace throughout the entire world
0: gee that, that doesn't sound very
2: pessimistic well, no, not for those who will survive the Earth's collision with the sun. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs>
0: That's a great bit. It is. I've got a buddy who I worked with in Baltimore who is at 3WS. 3WS. Right now. Oh, really? Is In this Pittsburgh. A, yeah. Mike
1: Fraser. Great radio station. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, are they still a great radio station? Still They're still a great radio personality, station. Personality? Yeah. 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 Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. It really is. It's good to hear. So, yeah, Fraser, he's one of the best. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, another great radio story from me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, coming on the heels of that you know, from 3WS. You, I know.
1: How could you possibly do anything? You know, by the time I got into uh, radio 1966, most commercials were already pre-produced and on cartridges, mm-hmm. pre-recorded, mm-hmm. both mm-hmm. national, regional, and even local commercials, which were known as spots. Okay. A part of your daily workday, as you know, was before or after your shift was mm-hmm. to go into a production studio and produce whatever copy was placed in your production box. It was always fun. That's a part of the... Thing. always sometimes you'd have to bang out five or six or more of those 30 second and 60 second gems remember that did you all do a lot of that k92 yeah who thought they doing a 60 uh, and well, several great a great, was idea. A great idea. if you can't see it in 30 seconds you know i i there was an exception yeah. at my advertising agency and i made the exception oh. I, I, because i ran the daggone thing well there
0: you go you can if do you, that
1: if you had a really good jingle yeah a really good jingle mm-hmm. Sometimes a sixty was fun because you could play with the sixty second jingle and it wouldn't get boring, right? You know, so yeah, that that's was my—that's true. So anyway, um, once you recorded them, of course you put them on a cartridge, mm-hmm. and they were labeled and put in a rack in the main studio to air as called for on the program log, which we each followed religiously during our oh, shows. Yeah, yeah. But once in a great while, a sales weasel would come racing in at the end of the day with something that had to be on the air the next morning. Correct, And so often does not the copywriter wrote the commercials and placed the live copy in a book uh-huh. also in front of the air guy. Didn't happen an awful lot. Uh, we didn't have many at ROV. First of all, they didn't trust us. And secondly, they had every reason not to trust us. Anyway, he or she would have to read it live on the air. So we did very few of those at ROV because no salesman trusted us jocks to do them with reverence on the air. True to form, one day I'm doing middays Mm -hmm. at uh, ROV, and some live copy came up for me to read. So I diligently, diligently Mm -hmm. began the reading and immediately into the studio creeps none other than Bart Prater.
0: You're in trouble.
1: Who has a roll of toilet paper, which he proceeds to wrap around my entire head as I'm reading. I soldiered on. I didn't break up. I didn't miss a beat. In fact, some people think I sounded a little better with toilet paper in my mouth. Somehow managed to sound fairly normal, even though a whole roll of Sherman was wrapped around my head and mouth. Oh, no. Just another day of putting up with the monkey shines at work. Now, you know, Prater had to have studied the log to know that that was coming up. Because he was ready. Yeah. He was ready to come yeah, in and do that. Sounds like it. course, we had lots of you, laughs. You were set up. And Muriel, of course, charged us she for the roll of toilet, toilet she... paper. She didn't laugh that much. She charged us for the roll of toilet paper. So, anyway. And the make good. (laughs) good. (laughs) That's right. Didn't you love the make good? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So, that's my radio story. My story. So, anytime you want to feel like you want to wrap my head in toilet paper and see if I can be heard, you can go ahead and do that. Oh, that's good. I would prefer you didn't, but that's
0: okay. (laughs) You ready for Beyond the Tracks? And
1: just like Muriel, I would charge you for the toilet
0: paper. (laughs) Uh, Ready for Beyond the Tracks? Oh, sure. I've
1: already lost them. Go ahead.
0: You know, last time we talked about sly stone and his new book i got five things from his book uh thank you for letting me be my elf again uh this is his memoir he became a dj at san francisco's k soul 1450 that's an am station once he graduated working seven to midnight he became known on the air as sly stone
1: how about that I wasn't that creative. I came up with my own name.
0: That's
1: what I use. <laughs> Sly Sylvester Stewart, whose real name, felt that they had their challenges with the 67-hit Dance to the Music. Mm-hmm. They were going up against Aretha's Since You've Been Gone, Lady Madonna from the Beatles and the Sunshine of Your Love from Cream. Can you imagine what that music
0: chart sounded like Ooh-lee. and looked like? I'm um, telling you. Yeah. Sly once lived in a house owned by John Phillips of Mamas and Papas. It was across the street from where they filmed the Beverly Hillbillies. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, wow,
1: it's a true story. He married model-slash-actress Kathy Silva on June 5, 1974 during a sold-out performance at a performance at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was invited back to the house <laughs> for finger sandwiches,
0: <laughs> and Doris Day gave Sly a Mercedes.
1: Why you didn't have a car?
0: Uh, well, I, I don't. I guess not. Uh, and they weren't an item,
1: but they knew each other through her son Terry. And you know what Terry did? Terry was a record producer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Sly always uh, felt she was a nice lady. No kidding. Yeah. You well, know, I would think she was a nice was. lady if she gave me it. Mercedes. Mercedes. <laughs> until I had to have it worked on the first time and then I wouldn't be thanking her so much
0: is that it for this podcast? That's it. All right. Thank That's you so much do. for listening to Episode 76 of Two Larrys and a Mic. If you like this episode, hit the subscribe button so you'll be notified of our new episodes. You can find Two Larrys and a Mic wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to share this podcast with someone. Just click on the share button. Mm. Join us next time
1: for Two Larrys and a Mic. I'm Larry Dowdy. Larry Bly here. And, uh, of course, uh, Mike uh, is practicing with his old castanet. Band. We hope that goes well for him. I doubt it <laughs> We'll see you next
2: time.